Thank you, Bella. Appreciate it. As always, so great to be here. Welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. And today, we're going to go over a few different things that I just sort of had rattling around in my brain the last week or so. But first, a word from today's sponsor. As you know, we've never had a sponsor on this podcast, so we're not going to start now. (laughs) So um, I'm going to use that time to say, hey, me. I'm going to be the sponsor. Go check out Dominate Game Day on Amazon. Check out Impact Soccer Performance at ImpactSoccerPerformance.com. Check out ImpactSoccerSystem.com. All very different things. Dominate Game Day is a conditioning program. Impact Soccer Performance is overall athleticism, speed, agility, explosiveness, change of direction, all that great stuff. And, of course, Impact Soccer System is the new ball control program. If you're familiar with the 30-day ball mastery program, it is very similar to that. So go check those out. I would greatly appreciate it. Anyway, onward. So the other night, I was watching Miracle, of course, the movie with Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks for the uh, Lake Placid um, Olympic hockey team that won gold. Uh, no one even expected this team to medal. I've watched this movie so many times. I mean, besides being simply being a great underdog sports story, which it is, very motivational. Look, if you're into sports at all, and obviously you are playing soccer, and even more so listening to this, you're going to get fired up to train when you watch this movie. It's got a many, many fantastic lessons for young athletes. I highly recommend every young player watch Miracle at least once. Um, I think over time, it's been, wow, what, 42 years now, I guess. Uh, And I think people have forgotten how amazing that that actually was. It may be the the greatest upset in sports history. Uh, That Soviet team had not lost in 20 years, okay? And I mean in dominant fashion. They weren't just winning a few months before the olympics they actually they destroyed an nhl all-star team i think it was like 7-1 something like that and again not an nhl team an nhl all-star team a few days before the uh, olympics themselves they beat this very same u.s hockey team 10 to 3 okay but there's so, so many great lessons in in this movie uh those players on that team by the way, I think the average age was 21. There are mostly a lot of college hockey players or maybe some players that had graduated that weren't uh, weren't professional, obviously, at the time because they didn't have professionals. Average age, think about that, 21, okay? The um, goaltender for the Soviet Union was, I think, like a 10-year veteran. He was the best goalkeeper in the world by a mile and had, uh, obviously, that kind of experience. But those players, through that, Olympic experience, they worked harder than they ever thought they could work. They found more inside themselves than they ever knew was there, uh, mainly because they had a coach that did everything possible to squeeze the absolute best out of those players, even though those players didn't necessarily like him because of it, at least at the beginning or just in, in certain times. And he understood that and and he knew that. And it was all calculated for that reason it actually is amazing for coaches coaches should watch this as well now i know a lot of people say today well herb brooks he wouldn't be able to coach today with the type of players and i really hope that's not true because that would be just kind of sad but uh he did everything he could to get the most out of those players at one point after the team had been together for for uh quite a while he actually brought another player back into the mix 
which caused a confrontation with some of his players who said that they didn't want him here. He hadn't been through what uh, everyone else had been through, that, you know, the team was a family and so forth. And then Herb Brooks sent that player home and he brought him in. Yeah, he could help and he might have ended up keeping him. But I think he was actually looking to get that type of response from the players that were already there. Uh, there was one game that a scrimmage, I forget who it was. I think it was some Swedish team, but I, I believe it was a team they should have beaten. You know, one of those games they're getting tuned up and learning to play together. They didn't play well. I think it ended up in a tie. There were players on the bench who <laughs> were more interested in some of the girls in the stands. And of course, Herbrooks heard this and something, you know, and I know everyone's going to scream because we all talk about, oh, you can't do this to a team after. But again, we're talking about this is a different type of level. So I'm not saying you would do this to eight and nine year olds, but this is this is the players who are going to play the greatest team ever. And they're going to play in the Olympics. And they, as young as they were, they were still adults. He had them running, running. He had them skating suicides after the game. OK, which for those who don't know, suicides, you know, in hockey would be from the uh, red line end line to the blue line and back to center ice and back to the other blue line and back to the other, you know, you've done them in basketball. You've probably seen them in, in soccer and they're brutal. Um, playing hockey is brutal. Hockey is an incredibly difficult sport conditioning wise. I, I will have to, uh, I will have to admit that and give them props for their, for their conditioning. He added to the point where they wanted to close up the arena and Herb Brooks got to leave the key for him. They turned out the lights and he still had him doing this until he got a reaction from the players that he wanted. Okay. There was, there was a purpose to all of it. I mean, even the assistant coach was like, Hey man, Herb, you're going too far. You got to stop this. And I'm right or wrong. I, I don't know where, where that line was with Herb Brooks. I do know the end, the end result of it though. Um, you know, and he talked about maybe that, they're not going to be the best team at the Olympics. They're the most talented team, but they're going to be the best conditioned team there was going to be. And one thing we don't talk about a lot in terms of conditioning, it's not just being ready and being able to perform. You're going to perform better when you're not as tired. But when you go through that type of conditioning to where the games probably actually a little easier than the training itself, man, you're going to build some serious mental toughness. You are not going to cave come game time. So it actually, that kind of conditioning program, it builds confidence as well. I don't remember who said it now. It's a you know, famous saying you've probably heard before. say, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And, you know, Herbrook's whole point was, look, no one, no one has ever been able to skate with that Soviet team for the entire 60 minutes. They get tired. When you get tired, you fold. You get you get weak mentally. You, you're just you're you give in. OK. And so he was going to make sure they were the best conditioned team. You know, he said before the game against the Soviets, and this is a, another way to to uh, a great way to to look at things is, you know, first he admitted that, hey, they're better. They are a better team. Okay, he, he said, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to blow smoke and tell you you're a better team than they are. And, you you know, you should win and, and all that stuff. He said, nine times out of 10, they, they beat us. But not tonight, right? That was just, that was the big thing that that one game, they only had to do it for that one game. That's what mattered. It didn't matter if the Soviets were going to blow them out nine times out of 10. They had to do it for that game. And that a U.S. Olympic hockey team will forever be remembered. And it wasn't. Because their talent won them gold is because their head, their heart, their desire, their determination, the mental toughness um, to take what the coach first, what the coach dished out. 
and to keep moving forward. Because again, I'm telling you, what they went through as a team leading up to the Olympics was far more difficult than the Olympics themselves. And all of that and embracing that and, and keeping an eye on that goal that they that they uh, wanted to achieve, it allowed them to become, at least for a few weeks and definitely for one night, the greatest team in history. A bunch of college hockey players, average age 21, beat the greatest, most dominant team in sports. So anyway, I know I actually probably went on this a lot longer than I expected. I might have to do a second podcast. Wow. I know it sounds silly, but if you want to be a better soccer player, go watch Miracle. Okay. Um, and on that note, kind of changing direction a little bit. I had actually posted this in the group, but I did want to rattle it off on the podcast as well, just to give you some some things that have happened to put your mistakes in perspective, because I think we talk about mistakes a lot, how, that, how we react to them, especially with soccer being a game of mistakes. Babe Ruth struck out 1,330 times in his career, which was a Major League Baseball record that stood for 30 years, yet people remember him as the greatest home run hitter of all time. And if you don't think he is because he's not number one in the number, you're crazy. Babe Ruth would hit more home runs in a season than entire teams did. Nobody, nobody dominated like that. Reggie Jackson struck out over 2,500 times, but people remember Reggie Jackson as Mr. October, right? He performed in the clutch. There's no greater title in baseball than Mr. October. Michael Jordan missed 26 game-winning shots. He had early playoff exits. What do people remember? The 25 game-winning shots he made, but more importantly, the six, six NBA titles. Nobody, nobody talks about the, the, the game-winning shots that Jordan missed. Bill Russell, center for the Boston Celtics. He got so nervous and excited and worked up, he threw up before games time and time again. <laughs> Yet he has 10 NBA titles, right? Carly Lloyd, she missed a penalty kick, and I mean she missed it badly to cost the U.S. women's team a World Cup title. People remember her as one of the greatest players of all time, especially the greatest clutch players of all time, and a two-time World Cup champion. The greatest of all time fail, okay? They fail a lot. They get nervous. But they forget those failures. If they learn from them, then they forget them, and then they keep going. You don't need to be perfect to be great, okay? So I want to talk uh, – I just want to give you a story real quick about one of my players. Um, one spring, we had a, a keeper – our keeper – we had two keepers. Um, one retired from uh, soccer after our first game. <laughs> Other keeper played the first game and then didn't come back the rest of the season because at keeper training, you hear that Jeff Tackett, if you're listening, at keeper training, she broke her arm. So we went from two keepers going into our first game to zero keepers going into our second. We brought up a keeper from the team age group below us, who, by the way, is like not was not even in the same universe in terms of the talent they were playing. I'm not saying the keeper herself wasn't. But the team she was on, the team she was playing. So it was a completely, completely new world. We brought her up, um, lost the first game she played for us two to one, didn't lose again. Um, she played she played uh, fantastic soccer, had a great season. Uh, that summer, end of July, played in a uh, college showcase tournament. Okay, Second game of the tournament, which was the second game of Saturday, we played a, a good team, but a team in the game that we were we were controlling. We were controlling possession. We were keeping it in the offensive third. We were dominating. But, you know, it was one of those days we were getting breakaways and blasting them 20 feet high over the crossbar, that sort of thing. 
Um, by the way, going back real quick, I think, you know, she gave up uh, – and look, we have a great defense, but she played extremely well. I think we gave up six six goals all season, something like that. Um, it, it was uh, really good. She was playing well. She's a good keeper. She stepped up uh, big time for us. And then in this game, you know, uh, the first half, uh, our center back's coming back to take a ball, look to go play it past the back to the keeper the keeper had come charging out in a time you know most keepers don't come out enough right she came out in the time it absolutely shouldn't have she's probably 30 35 yards from goal center back obviously couldn't make that pass back she looked up and the keeper's right there the keeper comes up to to blast the ball but she blasts it right into their forward who's you know two yards right in front of her into her thigh bounces behind her and they go in and make an easy an easy empty net goal i mean it was a mistake unlike she's ever made before right so we're down one nothing half but second half again we're dominating we've got them back pinned back in their in their end they have one player sitting at midfield and that's it one of their players actually blasts a really long ball going all the way back towards our keepers at the top of the bat box to the point where our girls are getting set up going their offensive positions there's no reason for our back line to sprint you know 50 yards their player at uh, midfield was running there again. But again, it wasn't even going to be close, right? The ball's slowly slowing down, slowing down. Instead of coming out and playing it and still, you know, and having a lot of time and connecting to one of our outside backs or what have you, our keeper's waiting at the top of the box. And people are like, come get it, come get it. And she's waiting and waiting. And the ball's starting to die. You know, it's rolling in and it's not going to reach her. And they're forward to give credit for never getting up, sprints out of it, gets to the ball about a yard from the top of the box, chase takes one touch to the right of the keeper and dribbles into an empty net. Okay, so a couple of points on that. One, and this goes into knowing your players, right? I never said, a, I mean, don't worry, in my head I was, I was screaming, but I never said a word to her because knowing who she was as a person and player, I knew, she knew, both of those plays, she knew, she had brain freezes, she messed she messed up and there was no point in me having a discussion with her about it because there was nothing I was going to say, even if I was calm and being constructive and that was going to be anything that she wasn't already telling herself. All I could do was make it worse. I had to leave. I left her alone. I just, it was like, it never happened. Our next conversation was, it was never even acknowledged. The very next day we went out you know, one of those days, I mean, we're talking end of July, it was 96 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Um, we had a couple girls who played Saturday that then ended up, they couldn't play Sunday. Um, we had a couple of girls get injured right away. So we basically played most of the game with like half a sub. And when I say half a sub, it's because one girl that uh, pulled, pulled a hamstring at one point in the, in the, um, Second half, we stuck her in at striker just to get somebody some rest and just had her stand at midfield. I mean, she couldn't do anything else, but we just we just put her out there. So we played maybe the highest ranked team, best team we ever played. Very difficult conditions for us. I mean, we start, you know, we actually got the lead one nothing, and then things so slowly shifted as the heat got to us. Lack of subs got to us. I think they had the max eighteen players. They were they were running high uh, lines like a hockey game, and. Um, you know, it just became a shooting gallery. I mean, we just couldn't match them sprinting back to our own end all the time. We couldn't get at our end and control the ball enough. And she was 
phenomenal in goal, as they would say in hockey. You know, she 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 stood on her head. I mean, just stop and stop and stop. Um, finally, did break her down. They got two goals, and I thought, oh man, let's keep this at two to one. Let's not play the way we have, and then have it all fall apart. Make it five six one. But that looked like it was gonna happen. But we kept battling, 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 and actually got the tie goal with a a few minutes left. But she was fantastic after what was probably the worst performance she'd ever have in in net the day before because of her decision-making. She came out and played possibly the best game she'd ever played up until that point, which was just, it was unbelievable. It was fantastic. Um, I think I might leave it there. Uh, Maybe one thing I want to mention with what happened with uh, her and also with those other players and those numbers I gave you is what they avoided, what my keeper avoided, what those great players avoided is uh, quicksand. Or if you ever saw the replacements with Keanu Reeves, that's one thing he's played the quarterbacks. One thing he talked about is, is um, that was his big fear. You know, you get in those situation where, where you're playing and, and then something goes wrong. You know, maybe you, you, you make a mistake, a ref makes a call you don't like, or whatever, something goes wrong. And then another thing goes wrong. And another thing goes wrong. And, and you know, you're trying to fight it, but it just keeps getting worse. And and, and another mistake gets made, and then you, you, you can't move and you can't breathe like quicksand. And great players have the ability to avoid those types of things. And I think I am going to leave it there. I actually have more to talk about. I didn't realize I would be on um. <laughs> have my talk about watching Miracle last so long. But uh, so I think I am going to leave it there for now. Uh, once again, I appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you got something out of this. I just sort of rattled on about a, a great sports movie and an experience my keeper have. But hopefully there's something you can take from that that's going to help you on the pitch, something that you can relate to and what my keeper went through, uh, even coaches and how you might react to things. and. That's it. I Once again, I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much for spreading the word. Please check out ImpactSoccerPerformance.com, ImpactSoccerSystem.com. I really, really do appreciate it, and I will talk to you later.